You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. David, we have voicemails. Yes, we do. We should listen to those and give answers. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get the quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, James. It's Brandon, Bucks fan from Philly. Um, I have a quick question. I know with a lot of the sign-ins we've done this offseason, um, on defense and, and the Dominica Sue and uh, I forget the running back. I mean, the, the linebacker and the safeties, but a lot of guys are on one, one-year deals. They're on, like, proven deals. Does that mean we're going to, like, eventually sign these guys back? Or are these guys just going to help our team improve instantly this year? And then they're going to prove their market value and get a big contract next year from another team and ultimately leave us in the same position again next year. I mean, I'm concerned because, yes, we're signing a lot of great – we're signing we're signing filling guys to see if they can prove it, you know. But at the end of the day, they're on, on one-year deal. So they can perform well this year and then get offered more money next year. Um, I know it's hard to worry about the future. I know we all want to focus on win now, but I'm just a little bit concerned about the contracts we currently hold that we sign and how does that play out for the future. Yeah, I – and Brandon, thank you for the call. I think it's a combination of the two. You're the Buccaneers were in a situation where they were pretty much strapped for cash and they had to completely flip, you know, one side of the football. So you're looking at being able to sign these guys that are willing to come in on these one-year prove it deals in order to try to maximize their their free agent value. Now, will all of them move on after the season? Hopefully not. Hopefully someone like Shaq Barrett can come in and and be a really solid contributor and get a three-year deal to stay with the Bucs. You know, I think Indomitian Sue is going to be a one-and-done kind of guy. You know, you look at a guy like Dion Buchanan, he's another one. You know, he signed a, a one-year deal. Could he be the type of guy that, you know, plays really well and then signs a two-year extension with the Bucs? Absolutely. These these aren't guys that are going to really break the bank. I mean, unless unless Barrett goes out there and and has fourteen and a half sacks, 
you know, which don't get me wrong, is it's possible, but you know, these aren't going to be like the the top tier highest sought after players. They're going to be guys that are coming in, proving what they're worth, proving that they can be a starter in this league. In Barrett's case, who who kind of got stuck behind Von Miller there. So yeah, it. I mean, it is it is for right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be for the future. I think that the Bruce Arians thing, honestly, I, I put I have a three year time limit on Bruce Arians as a head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's not really something we've discussed a lot of, but I really, I just, I think this very much is his last run um, as an NFL head coach. I think you know whether, no matter how successful it is, you know, I think the overall game plan is probably to turn this thing over to a Todd Bowles or maybe to a Byron left, which kind of just seeing how things play out. If this, if this staff and this team is successful, that being said, the, the great thing is year one is almost universally looked at as your test run. Like that's just typically how it goes. And I know Buccaneers fans don't feel that way. I know Buccaneers fans don't want to hear that, but when you're, uh, we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit before that, Bruce Arians and his coaching staff outside of OTAs have never interacted with these players before. Um, now I know Bruce and Jameis have a history, but as far as coach and player relationships are concerned, you know, uh, that's why they brought in some of the veterans they did because they kind of helped set the tone on the team with that experience. But they're not inheriting the 2018 Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're going to be different. Even though the names, some of the names are the same, they're going to be different, and everybody's trying to figure out what that different is going to look like. Um, this this team isn't going to look exactly like the Arizona Cardinals did when Bruce Arians left, but it's also not going to look like the 2018 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And some of that's obvious, Quan Alexander, Gerald McCoy being gone, Deshaun Jackson being gone, and some of that's not so obvious, meaning that you're going to have similar players. Levante David is a huge example, uh, a guy who has been playing as, uh, as a weak side linebacker in a 4-3 who's now moving as to uh, to be an interior linebacker in a 3-4 base system. So year one is is by and large kind of always considered to be the test run, which is why I, we kind of touched on this a little bit. I actually, I've mentioned that I don't think a winning record is necessarily a requirement for Jason Light to stick around past this year again. And people are going to start to basically feel like Jason Light just has dirt on a glazer or on all the glazers, and that's why he's keeping his job. But it is what it is. I think there's a three-year plan in place, and this is part of it. With all of these one-year contracts, if the Buccaneers come out and ball out and make it to the playoffs, let's say they make a playoff push, teams, it's a copycat league. Every team who didn't make the playoffs is looking at guys who just came off of a playoff team because they want to take them, they want to suck the playoff information out of them and inject it into their own roster and make their team a playoff team. Those are all free agents lost that calculate into uh, compensatory picks, which I really don't want to talk about because it, the compensatory love and hate relationship with Buccaneers fans got absolutely insane this offseason. But when we talk about successful teams, you talk about teams like the New England Patriots and the way, the way that they do it. The New England Patriots lean on having amazing coaching and a franchise quarterback, and that is it. They don't rely on having anything else other than that. Everything else is replaceable. Everything else is interchangeable. Not for nothing, even even uh, Rob Gronkowski, like Gronk would, could be considered kind of the exception to their rule. Uh, Tom Brady obviously is the exception to their rule of, of how they usually treat their veterans. They don't usually like to pay their veterans. They, they typically like to replace them with younger talent 
or unproven talent from other rosters uh, that they see potential in, um, like Chris Hogan. And I would argue that if Aaron Hernandez hadn't, you know, decided that he wanted to spend his off time killing people, it's possible that Rob Gronkowski wouldn't have been sticking around as much as he did. Like, uh, it, it looks to me like the Buccaneers are kind of going along that motif. Like Bruce Arians has talked time and time again about having a franchise quarterback and how he feels like they have one in James Winston. What he hasn't done is he hasn't, you haven't heard this guy glowing about Mike Evans. You haven't heard this guy glowing about Levante David. You Now, don't get me wrong, he's said some positive things about a lot of people, but I'm talking about just kind of lighting up the way that he does about James Winston. And I really feel like that Bruce Arians and this staff and this team and Jason Light and the Glazers are looking at this from a standpoint of every roster in the NFL has NFL talent. It's about the coaches and can they put that NFL talent together in a way that makes 53 men beat other squads full of 53 men with other NFL coaches. And if they can do that, then you don't have to invest big money into marquee players. You can find your role players. Like if you can find a way to get a pass rush out of Shaquille Barrett, Carl Nassib, and uh, Noah Spence, then let's say Shaquille Barrett gets 10, 11, 12 sacks. You don't have to pay Shaquille Barrett what other teams are going to want to pay him next year. You can let the Chiefs or the Raiders or whoever sign him to that four million or that four year big money deal and let him walk away, go get another role player on a one year deal, have to have similar or the same production out of him. And then the next year, pocket that compensatory third round pick and find yourself another contributor that you now have on a rookie deal for three years. That's, I don't know, that's kind of the way I see it. I don't know that that's actually what they're doing, but it kind of looks like it because worst case scenario, they don't make the playoffs, they reset, and we're basically sitting with more cap money next year and picks to have clearer answers and a clearer path forward. You've got that one year. Everybody kind of understands, like I said, the first year is always kind of your test run. If they make it happen and they make the playoffs, a lot of these free agents are going to get paid on multi-year deals next year by other teams. And in 2021, you're, you're going to be looking at a nice haul of compensatory picks to put Bruce Arians' last run together before he hands us everything over to Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich. I don't know if I love the fact that you're <clears throat> you're putting this at three years. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want Bruce Arians to coach this team till for the next 20 years. But just the truth being what it is, like it's it's not a situation where Bruce Arians suddenly has no health issue. Like I think he, him not calling plays is part of the deal of let's keep me healthier longer because he knows, you know, maybe Chris had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe doctors had something to do with it that if he's also on the field, making being the one calling the plays that he's going to be even more stressed out. And that's going to affect his health. You look at a guy like urban Meyer, urban Meyer stepped away from coaching in Florida because he was having some health issues and urban is a lot younger uh, than, than coach Arians and youth and age doesn't have everything to play with it, but some of it, your the versatility or not the versatility, the uh, resiliency of your health is, is significantly tied to your age. He took, uh, I can't remember how long he was in the booth, but he took a year or two, I think in the booth, got the opportunity was, to coach Ohio state. Oh, that, oh, you meant urban. That's what I said. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Urban was just one year because he didn't yeah. have health issues. He's a dirty rotten liar. Okay, well, he stepped away for what was reported to be health issues. He came back because it was a job that was really, that he missed it one, and there was a job that he really, really just was highly attracted to. And so he came back, uh, coached for a few years, and again, there's 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 other speculation. I got it, but 
again, it's kind of like, okay, my health is starting to be affected again. I don't want it to go back down that same path. I'm going to step away again. And so he turned it over to one of his assistant coaches, coordinators to kind of take over the ship. But Urban Meyer's mentality and his mantra and the way of building a team, the way of coaching a team is very much attached to Coach Day there at Ohio State. So his influence is going to continue. I feel like Bruce Arians is probably going down the same path where he's he missed it genuinely. You know, his health is obviously obviously a concern, but he talked out with his family, his doctors. Everybody says, yes, you can come back. Just tone it down. So one way he can tone it down is, okay, I'm not going to be the one making the play calls. I'll kind of tell Byron, like, hey, bro, that ISO run's not working. Maybe let's toss it. You know what I mean? But then at the end of the day, Byron's the one calling the play, so every single snap is riding on his shoulders versus Bruce's shoulders. So that's one way of kind of mitigating some of those health concerns, but it allows him to coach. But let's not it, – it's not – it's like an injury. You know what I mean? Like you look at Mike Allstott. Like Mike Allstott got his first neck injury. He was able to come back from it, but that doesn't mean your neck is just perfect and pristine. Everybody knows that. It's still there, and you know certain things are still going to wear on it. And I think Bruce is in the same situation. So three years, like I said, is kind of what – I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, if 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 he can give and get, as because don't get me wrong, we say give five years to the Buccaneers, he's getting as much like he is driven to coach uh, and teach and mentor these players and and try to achieve and win Super Bowls and do all that stuff. Um, if he can make it five years, that'd be fantastic. You know what I mean? I'm not wishing him out by any means. I just my gut feels like this is three years that we've got Bruce Arians for. After that, if it's successful. It'll be Bruce Arians' staff, his mantra, carrying on through the actions of one of his, uh, uh, I don't know, disciples. Um, and you know, upside is is you know, I think I think our our far limit is five years, if if not three. Yeah, I mean, I I think the limit is five for sure. But you all heard it here first on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. David Harrison speaking into existence. Yeah, Bruce Arians cutting his his contract short. And, and oh, don't put that evil on me. You you put that's that evil not, on You know as, as much as everybody else who listens, that's not something I want to happen. Uh, but just like some of our listeners give us credit for, I'm going to give you the honest truth about what I think, and that's what I think right now. That's fair. That's fair. But don't be wrong. Bruce Arians starts doing cartwheels on the sideline this season. I'll be like, hold up. Let me, let me reevaluate that timeline. All right. Well, David, what do we have for the next caller? Hey guys, Joe from Ocala, Florida, first time caller. Um, I'm actually a UPS driver, so I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And I was listening to the Locked On NFL podcast the other day, and they had the Bucks ranked as 18th, and um, I believe it was 18th, and then uh, maybe it was 19th, and then 18th was the Carolina Panthers. Um, see what you guys thought about that um, out of all the teams, and then. Um, Today's podcast also had, <clears throat> out of uh, the fourth-place teams in all the divisions, they liked the Bucks. It sounded like the best uh, for NFC. Um, really talking up Sue and Vita Vey in the middle. And i got to be honest, I'm getting a little excited about Sue coming here. I, di- I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but a lot of people are talking about those two beefy guys in the middle and, you know, the run stop and if JPP can come back and with Nassib and – uh, you know, I'm, and and White and and David and man, I'm I'm just getting excited about this season. You know, I've been feeling a little bummed out um, earlier in the year, and then the Gerald McCoy thing, and uh, something just seems to be turning around for me a little bit. It seems like people are talking about the Bucks a little bit more, and not even to just the Buccaneer podcast that I'm listening to. Um, 
appreciate all your guys' podcasts and um, really enjoy the show. All right, thank you. Joe, thank you so much for the call. Hope it's not your last one, man. Uh, you know, we always appreciate those first-time callers. David, you want to take uh, you want to take this one first? Sure. So, as far as rankings are concerned, uh, I don't know how much stock I put into rankings this time of year, just because it's it's kind of like grading drafts. Like every team is is a little bit different. Every team is is going to be constructed differently. Now, some of them more than others. Like the Los Angeles Rams, I think you can probably argue are going to look fairly similar to what we saw last year. Just more experience, more knowledge. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are definitely not one of those teams. This this team's going to look incredibly different. I don't think the offense is going to look insanely different, but what I think we're going to see is better play calling, hopefully better play, better uh, decision making by the administrators, by the coaches, by the coordinators, and hopefully that's going to lead to smarter decision making from Jameis Winston. What I'm really looking forward to, and, and kind of like what Joe was talking about, is seeing this defense. Uh, the secondary is obviously the concern with the defense especially with all the youth, you know, we were expecting a veteran signing at some point in time. Uh, I still kind of angle towards if the Buccaneers were able to draft Dexter Lawrence in the second round of this draft, they wouldn't be going after, they wouldn't have gone after Ndamukong Sue. Instead, they probably would have shifted some of that money to a guy like Morris Claiborne, uh, who they were talking to before the draft. And obviously now it doesn't really seem like there's room to sign a guy like Morris Claiborne uh, anymore. But that's what's that's the only part of this is has me worried. But with the talent, with the with the guys that they have up front in their front seven, you look at the pass rushing ability, you look at some of the guys who are who are coming back and some of the guys that are being installed. Levante David has has the the potential to be very dangerous because you're talking about a guy who just similar to Gerald McCoy, his entire career he's been on a losing team, not necessarily a losing record, but he's never been to the playoffs. He's never been to the postseason. And he doesn't, I guarantee you, he doesn't like it. He doesn't appreciate it. Um, and now not only is he getting a new, exciting coaching staff, he's been down that path a little bit before, but he's also going to move into a, a different type of position and he's going to be asked to do things a little bit differently. And we've seen it. We've seen it over the last couple of years. I don't know how much of it was freelancing, but I mean, Levante David of the last two years is going after the ball harder than Levante David prior to that. And there is a hunger there. And I think moving to a new position, it's going to fuel that fire. It's going to fuel that hunger. And he is going to, I think he has the potential to really be, da- be dangerous in the NFL this year, uh, playing alongside Devin White, especially. Now, I love the excitement. But it's, again, as far as rankings are concerned, I don't know. I can't talk about who's 18th and 19th and, and all that. I'm not, yeah. I mean, you know, the people who do those rankings, I don't know who, which show was it he was saying? Uh, locked on NFL. So like Matt Williamson and those guys, like they do, you know, they don't just throw names on a board and just, you know, oh, we need content. So let's throw these these teams in. like they they researched it and they went through and I, I not to take anything away from what they did. I just I haven't done it. I don't think I will do it as far as worst to first looking across the NFC. Yeah, uh, I think the Buccaneers definitely have the best opportunity to go worst to first. And that's despite the fact that they're in the same division as the New Orleans Saints. Now, I think it's more likely the Bucs will go from worst to second. I mean, the Giants. The Giants aren't going. Uh, the Lions, yep. And I don't know who was like, oh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, good luck there too. So, yeah, that's kind of an easy win, you know, for the Bucks to, to be the favorite to go worst to first in the <laughs> NFC. But I think that even without it being an easy win because of the, the other fourth place teams, I think there's a lot of excitement around the Buccaneers. Again, the fans and even some of the media members who don't want to get 
caught up in the hype for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, it's because they all got burned two years ago specifically when it was just like a summer of Bucks mania. Um, you know, weapons for Winston and we need speed and all this other stuff. And Kay Adams and uh, Good Morning Football were all on, all in on the Buccaneers and Buccaneers were the favorite to be the Cinderella team and everybody looked stupid. They went 5-11. and 11. Everybody looked dumb. Everybody regretted it. So I just, I just think nobody right now wants to pick the Buccaneers because they've all been burned. Buccaneers fans have been burned by excitement. But I'm with you, Joe. Like, take excitement in May because you may not get it in October is, is the way I look at it. And I know to some that's not the way they look at it, but that's the way I look at it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, people should get excited. And, you know, should they get as excited as they did two years ago? No, probably not. That's why we here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, we like to preach cautious optimism. You know, don't don't think that just because they're making all these moves that all of a sudden they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, baby steps. You know, let's get play meaningful games. Be, you know, in the race for the postseason in December. You know, let's baby steps. Um, you know, as far as as far as the the worst to first in the NFC thing, yeah, they definitely have the best chance out of all the last place teams. But David, like you said, they're far more likely to go from worst to second rather than worst to first. Um, you know, barring any injuries, the uh, the New Orleans Saints hill is going to be one one tough one to climb. But you know. With with Bruce Arians brings this level of excitement in and of itself. You know, they they have some they've never been void of talent. And, and David, that's something you and I have talked about repeatedly. This team hasn't been void of talent. They've been void of competency and leadership. Now, some of that talent that we continuously refer to is no longer here. Quan Alexander's gone, Gerald McCoy's gone, you know, Deshaun Jackson is is gone. You know, so there's they they did lose some pieces, but then they turned around and they drafted Devin White. The drafting of Devin White should get you hyped up. They've signed Indomic and Sue, which, you know, and, and Joe, if you've been listening to us for a little while, you know my feelings. I'm not a, an Indomic and Sue guy, but this guy makes so much sense for this team right now. And and you brought up, you know, Indomic and Sue and, and playing alongside Vita Vea, go to BucksNation.com. Evan Winter did a great job of writing up how the signing of Sue is going to affect Vea. It's very well-written column. I highly recommend you go check that out because it's probably going to get you even more excited. So yeah, there is a lot of excitement around this team and there should be, but that doesn't mean that, you know, fans should be, you know, punching tickets to, to go to the Super Bowl quite yet. I mean, you know, they, they have, arguably the worst schedule in all of football, which is going to make winning very, very difficult. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to see the signs of something great really starting to to build in Tampa under Bruce and, and Bowles and Byron. Yeah, no, very well said. <laughs> and it, it's definitely a good, it's definitely a good piece uh, by Evan. Yeah, I enjoy the fact that you were trying to get him to fight me in our group chat the other day. Uh, you are the one who threatened to fight him. You kept bringing his name up. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, David, anything else before we get out of here and, and send these people off in a fantastic fashion? Nope. All righty. Well, please 
Make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send in your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast using your favorite pod catcher of choice. We highly recommend our friends over at Himalaya. Very user-friendly layout, very nicely done by those guys. But, of course, we're also available on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, Podcast, Add, all that stuff. Please leave a five-star review over on iTunes. We will read any review that is left for us on the air, but those five-star reviews really help other Buccaneers fans find us. And not too many Buccaneers podcasts out there that people can listen to at least four times a week, even during the offseason. So please, five-star review. We will read it on the air. Hope you all have a safe, wonderful, enjoyable day. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.